0: that God had a plan for each and every one of us, and Beverly is now experiencing that plan with Jesus Christ, and it's awesome. Uh, So whenever someone that we love is no longer here, it always creates kind of two feelings, and you're kind of torn. Like, should I jump up and down and celebrate, or should I cry, you know? Um, So that's always a tough one, I think, because you want to do both you know, and yet if you jump up and down and celebrate, you're afraid people go, what's wrong with this person, you know, uh, because someone just died. But I think as Christians, we should celebrate death in that way. And so we're going to have just a real brief time of prayer right now. If you want to pray for uh, the family, um, go ahead and pray out, and then I'll close this up when we're done praying for them. Because that's what we are to them. We're their family. So we need to lift them up in prayer. And remember that some of them lost their mom. Some of them lost their um, grandmother. uh, Some of them lost friends. And we all lost a sister in the Lord. And so let's take just a few minutes and pray for that, okay? If you feel like praying, just go ahead and pray out. Joe, you want to start us off? created a place for us and Bev is there and she's celebrating uh, life with you face to face Lord we thank you that you have created a place for her and for all of us and Lord we look forward to that day when we will all be united with you what a celebration Lord it will be and we thank you for that for doing that for us Lord on the cross in your name we pray Uh, We are looking at Exodus chapter 16, and we're only going to look at 12 verses. The first 12 verses, uh, this is where Pastor Rob left off. And this has some great lessons in it. And so what I want you guys to do is think about this. I want you to think about, um, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the things that I learned from studying this. But what that is meant to do is have like uh, a ricochet effect, that you're supposed to get God's word stirred up in you by listening to what I have to say, right? Um, Before you do a message, a lot of times I'll go online and I'll look at what all these other guys had to say about this part of scripture. And a lot of times, all that does is it kind of gets me, it gives me ideas from God that just kind of ricochet off what they were thinking and God uses them uh, to inspire things in me because God's word is, is says is uh, like a two-edged sword it's it's active it's sharp and it's meant to to be stirred up in you right and so as we go through this there's just 12 verses that we're going to read so this is Exodus 16, and after I get done reading it, I want you to be able to tell me what this sermon is gonna be about, okay? So Steve, I'm gonna ask you first, okay? So I'm putting you on the spot, okay? All you gotta do is listen. You don't have to read it, okay? The whole Israelite community set out from Elam came to the desert on Sin, which is between Elam and, and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month, after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and we ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites in the evening, you will, you will know that is the Lord who brought you out of Egypt and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard you grumbling against him who are we that you should grumble against us Moses also said you will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning because he has heard your grumbling against him who are we you who are we you are not grumbling against us but against the Lord Then Moses told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight you will eat meat and in the morning you will be filled with bread then you will know that i am the lord your god okay steve what do you think this is about see that's good you guys when you're reading the word and you see a word over and over and over and over again doesn't it kind of stick out to you well in that passage 12 verses grumbling is said seven times they grumbled they grumbled they grumbled they grumbled they grumbled now that wouldn't be like us would it we never grumble i don't know about you i never grumble yeah. Yesterday, I was fishing with Joe. We'd taken a young guy fishing who uh, we're mentoring. And I'm fishing, and uh, these Russian guys come walking down the beach. And we're fishing on this point And nobody else, everybody is left. There's only us fishing. And these guys come around this point, and they come to where we are, and they got the whole beach. And we have rod holders, and the guy comes and he puts his rod holder, I'm not kidding you, three feet from my rod holder. And I'm looking at him going, You got the whole beach, you know? And and so then he takes his rod, and I have my line cast out straight in front of me. He takes his rod and casts it directly across mine, like that. And I didn't, oh, yes, I did grumble. Well, I didn't grumble. What I did is, I went over and took his line and pulled it in by hand and threw it over in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Joe had already picked him up off the ground. He had already fallen on the ground, and Joe helped him up. So, so <laughs> they're rushing, and I try to tell him, you know, look. <laughs> three feet away, and the guy's telling me, you know, no speak no English, you know, I'm like, of course you don't, and, and so I was grumbling a little bit, and I said to the guy, I said, you have the whole beach, you know, you think you can move 10 feet away from me, and he's like, oh, and he says some stuff, you know, like, oh, I don't know, and then, so he takes his broad he reels it in where I would it in front of him. He reels it up, and he casts it across me again. And I'm like, oh, whoa. I thought, oh, well, no point in grumbling anymore. I've been doing this message. I know what it's about. And so I'm going to stop grumbling. Uh, but I did give him a small piece of my mind in between. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure the little young guy I was mentoring was really impressed with all that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, when when we grumble, we normally justify why we grumble, don't we? I'm, I had a good reason to grumble, right? He put his thing three feet from me and then cast across me twice. And I'm like, and he had the whole beach, you know. <laughs> so, um, but we don't find ourselves grumbling very often, do we? Now so we're going to find 10 solutions to grumbling in these verses. Really, God gives us 10 solutions to help us stop grumbling. By the way, I'd already done this, and I knew what they were before I started grumbling. Um, And so that's what stopped me from going and giving him a second piece of my mind, which I was tempted to do, but I didn't. so let's go back and look. So, if you, like in my Bible, what I did, I circled the word, word grumble every time, right? Because I was like, um, how long do you think it had been since the Lord had parted the Red Sea and they walked through it when this happened? It's been exactly 30 days. And you can find that out by going back to. Uh, Exodus chapter 12, and looking at verse 6, and then looking at verse 29 through 30, and you can uh, see uh, that it was exactly 30 days, or in like in my Bible, it just has um, a little thing down here at the bottom that tells me it was exactly 30 days, um, <laughs> but you can also do it by looking at scripture, and so it had been 30 days since they, they had seen Uh, The Red Sea parted, and they were saved. So let's look at some of the reasons that they grumbled, okay? Let's look at um, verse, let's start back at verse 2. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and all the food we wanted. Does that sound like slaves in captivity to you? It says they made it sound like they were looking back and said, we had all this meat and all we did was sit around and eat meat and have all this food. That wasn't true of them. They were slaves. They were being killed uh, doing the work that they were doing. They were being beat. Remember why Moses got in trouble for killing that guy? What was going on? He was getting beat by another one of the Egyptians, right? And so, but, so here's, here's the first rule to help us stop grumbling. Quit looking back and making the, back, the past better than it was. Stop looking back and make the past better than it was. Probably wasn't as good as you're making it out to be, right? And so sometimes here's what we do in our mind, we tend to look back and go, oh, it was so much better back then. That's a lie, really? Don't you think so? I don't know about you. I would say my life is as good as it's ever been right now. And that's because the Lord is active and he's moving in our lives every day. And as long as we're drawing closer to him, life will be better every day you're alive, right? I mean, it can be. There's things that happen that affect it. But a lot of times, we tell ourselves lies. Um, We are having our 50-year high school reunion. Have you ever gone to one of those? Yeah. When you go to a high school reunion uh, and you go back, people will talk, and they'll start telling stories. Um, I played sports in high school, and some of the guys would start at the last reunion, they were talking about how good we were. And I was sitting there scratching my head thinking, I don't remember us being that good. But, but everything seems better way back then. Right? So number one, to stop grumbling, forget about the don't let Satan lie to you. You know, don't believe the lies of Satan. Because he's going to try to lie to you. Replace it with the truth. Replace it with God's word. Right. So then uh, then the next one, let's look at uh, verse. Yeah, we'll continue to look at verse four and five. So verse four says, uh, when I find it, um, then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you for the people. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions." So I, I wrote for their, get, get up in the morning and get what you, the portion that you need from the Lord in the morning. That's what he was telling them to do. He was saying, I'm giving you manna, what you need. You need to get up and get it, but only take enough for what you need, not what you want. And so the people were directed, and I was thinking to myself, for us, shouldn't we get up in the morning and get from the Lord what we need in the morning? Because when we do that, what happens to the rest of our day? It's, it's normally for me. I don't know about for you, but it's better. And so this is what happened uh, to me lately. I had a really great dog, and he died. And he was the one who I took running every morning. So about for the last month, it's been really hard to motivate myself to go for my prayer time, my prayer run with the Lord in the morning because I don't have my dog. And my dog is was kind of uh, one of the things that got me going. Yeah. And without him, I, I lost some of that motivation. And so but this is what I started finding. I wasn't doing that morning thing with the Lord and life was not feeling very good to me on the inside. I'd had a loss, but I was feeling like, now, Lord, where are you? You know, I'm having trouble finding you. And then I got myself up out of bed a couple times and got myself going, and I started feeling the same thing. And here's what happens to us. If we will meet with the Lord in the morning, He will give you a portion that you need for the day. But if you don't meet with him in the morning you might not have that portion you need for the day and then that day may feel really tough kind of like some of the ones that I had so um, when we when we what it, what prevents us from getting up and getting a start with the Lord in the morning what stops us from doing that sometimes it's just fatigue isn't it We'd rather lay in that bed for another hour longer. And you're, you, I don't know about you, but I can make a lot of excuses for Lord. I can receive from you right here in bed, can I? And so I can really, uh, <laughs> I can try to talk myself into not doing that morning time with the Lord. Notice when else he? When else did he tell them to go out and collect and collect food? It was in the morning. But then what were they going to get after they got the manna? They were going to get what? Uh, they were going to get meat. Kind of, and that they were going to collect in the evening, right? And that's kind of interesting, because notice what they were complaining about. We had all these pots of meat, they said. And so the Lord said, fine, I'll give you meat. And then after he gave them all the meat that they wanted in the evening, what did they start to do about that? They started grumbling about <laughs> about that, didn't they? And so then the, the next thing that I noticed, look at uh, verse 6. Well, th- one thing about that verse 2 is this. Notice that uh, they're also told to collect twice as much for that one, the, the sixth day, uh, the Lord t- told him, collect twice as much. Now, why was he telling him that? Sabbath, right? So the next day was Sabbath. And here's, here's what helps you get over some grumbling. Take a day to rest. And when you rest, spend that day with him. And if you do, you're going to find your week goes a lot better. That was God's idea, right? A day of rest. Verse. we we're gonna look at six. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, in the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your grumbling. In the morning they were gonna see the glory of the Lord. How do you guys see the glory of the Lord? How does that work for you? You know, I don't know about you, but I like um, to listen to worship music sometimes. And um, how many of you guys ever listened to the song by Mercy Me, Word of God Speak? Have you heard that song? Yeah, and that song is all about the word of God speaking to you And when the word of God speaks to you, you get to see his glory. How many of you guys um, have a time where when you read the word, then you just spend a little quiet time with the Lord after you read the word, and you're saying, Lord, what do you want to say to me through that word? Do you guys do that? And when you do that, do you get to see him in his glory? I don't know about you guys, but I, last we had uh, people staying with us last night. They're a family that we met uh, through Julie, and uh, and we're trying to mentor the son, and the whole family stayed with us, and last night I said to them, hey, I just got to go up and get ready for Sunday for the message, and I went up, and I was, I was getting ready, uh, studying the word, and... I put on Word of God Speak by Mercy Me, and they were downstairs, and I was wanting to sing and worship with the song, but I don't have a very good voice, and I started singing and I started worrying, oh, I bet they're hearing me sing down there. Um, I bet they're laughing about that. Um, But for me, I like to go out in the forest and sing and worship because for me, I know it's a safe place. Uh, The coyotes might be howling, and there might be other things going on, but there's free from people and free from distractions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they've been. When I sing, they run too. Um, But for me, going out in the forest and worshiping the Lord by singing to Him is a way to see His glory. How about you guys? When we were worshiping and we're being being led in worship can't you feel god's glory so when you feel like grumbling start worshiping because the two do not go together have you ever noticed that when you're really worshiping uh grumbling and worshiping don't go together at all it's hard to do one while you're doing another um the other thing i i i wrote down that um The morning and evening are the best time to receive his provisions for the day, but it doesn't mean that you exclude him for the rest of the day. When you guys go through your day, do you, um, don't you talk to him throughout your day? And when you're talking to him, doesn't that help relieve your grumbling? Because what he does, what does the Lord do for us? This is what he does, he gives us a new perspective. Doesn't he give you guys a new perspective when you're seeking him, when you're reading the word, when you're in prayer? And all of a sudden he gives you a new perspective about things. And sometimes we're going through some tough things like right now, for Pastor Rob and, and a lot of the Hastings family, they're going through incredible loss. Aren't they? And every one of you sitting here has gone through that, right? Every one of us has experienced that loss. And when you experience that loss, uh, sometimes doesn't it feel like life won't ever quite be the same, right? Um, I had a time where I spent a whole, oh well, I spent a lot of time with my mom. And she was struggling. She had smoked cigarettes, and and, um, she had problems breathing, and her brain started not functioning right. And she was really struggling with life. And I I had fired the doctor she had, and I got her a new doctor. But I had to go home and do some things. I said, Mom, I'll be back to Monday to take you to a new doctor. In between the time I left and the time I got back, she took a gun and shot herself in the head and killed herself, and, and for me at that time, that was a great loss, it was an incredible loss, and this is what I felt like. I felt like a boat that had two anchors and one was cut, and I felt like now I was just kind of going, swirling around in a circle. I still had one anchor, but I felt like I had kind of lost my other anchor, And probably all of us have felt like that. And the thing that helped me was remembering that the Lord is my anchor. He's the anchor of my soul. And as I turned to him, I found comfort. And so uh, how do we help Rob and his family and everybody with their loss? Uh, We continue to pray that the Holy Spirit will be their comfort. And how about this? What do you guys think is a good way to bless them. If we all take a chicken casserole over to them, do you think that's going to bless them? <laughs> well, not if they get 30 chicken casseroles. <laughs> um, but what is a way for us to be a blessing to them? How can we bless them? Yeah, how do we do that, Claude? Pray for them. How about just a Text. Where you say, I, know how, I, I I, don't know how you're feeling, but we're sad for you. And when I had texted Rob when I found out Beverly had gone, I just texted him and said, Rob, I am so excited for your mom, but I am so sad for you. Um, just, just a text, just a note. Uh, you know, our society has kind of forgotten about writing a note and sent, and actually mailing it. And you know what's better than that than a text? A text, people get them and your text thing gets all full and pretty soon you can't find them. A note, like me, when I get notes, I have an encouragement file and I put it in it. And then the days when I need encouragement, I take that encouragement file out and I read it. And so a note you can read over and over and over and over again. So. Um, little things that we can do for them, just to let them know that we're thinking about them. And that is the Lord's hand being active in our life. And then when we do that for somebody else, what do you think happens to the grumbling in our life? Yeah, it kind of fades away because you go, nah, my stuff isn't that big a deal. And there's something about being involved with other people and comforting other people that makes a huge difference. Um, then I noticed uh, in these guys, in the Jews, Jewish people's lives, they continually had times when God blessed them, but then they fell away. And I was looking at them and thinking to myself, why is it that we as people have a, do you know what they say that people's most difficult thing is? is with being? Uh, showing up, just showing up every day. When I used to teach the work experience class, one of the things that we would ask employers, what's the most important thing to you? That they show up. And so here's what uh, happens in a really good family, and that's what a church is, and this is what the Jewish people were lacking at the time. They were lacking um, small groups of people that provided great support. And so part of what you need we need to do is make sure that as a church that we become a group that supports each other. And and sometimes in a church have you ever thought about how is how is the church much like what was going on with the Jewish people wandering through the desert? How's the church like that? Well, think about the culture that we're living in. Is the culture we're living in kind of like a desert? And so here's part of what needs to happen, that within uh, the, their body, Moses started looking and he was going, these people are looking at us and blaming us. And he was saying, no, you know who you're really blaming? What, what, who did he say to them? Who were they really blaming when they were looking at Moses and Aaron? They were blaming God, yeah. And, and so a lot of times, this is what happens. Uh, I, when I played sports, a lot of times, if you were playing bad, you'd have people point at each other and say, you know, you weren't playing very good. Um, and a lot of times, uh, when that starts happening, a team kind of falls apart. And that, that's what happened often to the Jewish people. They were looking at Moses and Aaron and saying, this is your fault, this is your fault. And you, what do you think is one of the most powerful things as Christians that we can do? Yeah, yeah, you know what? If somebody does something and we think, oh, you know, this, this was messed up, what they did is to forgive them. But here's, here's one thing as believers, that the Lord wants us to do is recognize what the truth is. And part of what the Jewish people weren't doing, they weren't recognizing the truth. What do you think was the truth? What was their problem? What were they really grumbling about? What was it that they were grumbling about? Yeah, and Claude, what did they not like about going into the desert? They were in Egypt. Egypt was a pretty big desert. So what did they not like about the desert? What was the problem? Yeah. Can you say that louder? Yeah. And so for a lot of us, this is, this is where our grumbling starts to come. When we um, don't really know what's ahead and we don't know really what the future holds. And so what do you think is the answer to that? Faith. 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 So their problem was they weren't living by faith. And that was the issue. How about us? Do we always live by faith? I don't know about you, uh, but living by faith is is a tough thing to do day in and day out. Because faith means not being able to see the provision that you need, but knowing that God is going to give it, right? God is going to give you the provision that you need. It's coming. How many of you uh, are looking ahead into your future and going like this? I don't know how I'm going to make it. I think I know some of you, and I know some of you sitting there feel like that. Like, I don't know where I'm gonna get the finances from. I don't know how my family is gonna be taken care of, but because my kids are struggling this way or struggling that way. And we all deal with that issue, and the big issue for the Jewish people and why they were grumbling is because they lacked faith in God. And they lacked faith in His provision. So the real remedy to grumbling is believing that God has you in his hand, and he's got you right where he wants you, and he's got the rest taken care of, right? Okay, so let's pray. Lord, we thank you for uh, your word. I pray that um, I won't be like those uh, Israelites wandering in the desert were complaining Lord even though I complained a little bit yesterday as well Lord but I know that um, I can trust you and we can trust you with what's ahead and I pray for all the Hastings family as they look at what's ahead and they look at what they've lost Lord we pray for your comfort to be with them and we pray that their faith will rise up and it will be stronger than ever before because they know that Beverly is with you. We thank you, Father, for this day that you've provided for us. And we ask that you, your Holy Spirit, go before us and direct our steps. Lord, uh, give us the faith that we need to walk with the days that are ahead. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, guys.